Hey, I'm Alex Kay and this is Ear Melbourne, where the Ear team interview, preview and listen to independent artists who live and play around Melbourne. In our first Ear Melbourne podcast, we have Von Stash, an electronic musician who lives in Geelong and plays in Melbourne, Gosty, who is a singer-songwriter from Sydney, now residing in Melbourne. She's truly amazing. Then we have Unnecessary Tension, who currently play in Melbourne and are about to embark in a tour around the country. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat with Von Stash. With your new EP, how long have you been working on that? It's a long story. I had all the songs written about seven months ago, and I had everything backed up on my computer, and then I do not know what happened. It was on my computer, it was backed up on the hard drive. And then I turned the computer off at the wall because I moved all my stuff. I turned it back on. All the audio files were gone. So I had to redo everything. And I hadn't written down. I only knew in my head what the songs were. So you didn't even have anything, any reference to it at all? I had rough demos I'd exported. I I, don't, I didn't remember how I played them. So I had to kind of <laughs> sit down and figure out everything and find all the sounds that I'd used. But it kind of worked out well because it turned out better. So you think it sounded better doing it that time? Do you think songs turned out differently to what they were originally? Yes. Because originally I thought, yep, this is good. I did them really quickly and I'm like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. I uploaded some of them to the internet, which I've taken down now because I've redone them and they turned out way better. So do you think that maybe getting that extra time and having to sit down and think about it made it turn out better as well? Yeah, definitely. Because I I put them away. I was like, they're done. Put put them in the finished pile. And when I came, when I listened to them again, like three or four months later, I heard all the mistakes and just all these things that could sound better. That's good. So So you were able to sort of have a polished process, which was sort of accidental at the same time. Yeah, definitely. It worked out to my advantage. So how many songs have you got on the new EP? Uh, The new EP is having four, and I've already started writing the next one after that. So. Is it going to be an LP next or another EP? I haven't decided. I mean, yeah, I think I want to do more than four just because I keep... If I sit down, if I've got the time, I'll just pump out songs. Yep. And I want to kind of get everything. How many songs do you reckon you've written in total? Probably like 40, 50. 40, 50. In the, and that's in the last, say, three or four years. Do you like doing your live shows? I do. I get very, very nervous. It's, it's hard. Even... Mm. I, I often think after the first few songs I'll be okay, but it's still... Even after I've done it, I'm still really nervous and all that sort of stuff. That could be why my shows are a bit different. I see other people and they're... No, because you sort of get up... Like, there's bands sort of like... Do you know, like, Grimes and stuff like that? Yeah. It's You've got that sort of style where you get up individually by yourself and you sort of just go for it, I guess. Like, what do you do? You, you've got the laptop. Yeah, I've got the laptop doing the backing track. Yep. And then I've got... I play synth. Yep with it and do the vocals live yeah for the moment i do plan i had a little accident a little a few thousand dollars worth of accident the other day i had a glass of water and i spilt it over all this brand new gear that i'd bought Ooh. and i still am too afraid to test it you know left upside down did everything you're supposed to do my plan is to have the laptop still running yep. for now anyway because maybe in the future get a whole band i don't know but for now that and then I want to kind of program the drums live and get all that as well as playing over the top of it just to, so I've got, you know, just makes it a bit more interesting. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I play with indie bands and I've got this, playing with this producer, it's more like drum and bass dubstep kind of stuff. Yeah, so um, like where do you sit with all that? Like, because even yourself, you, you're, you've listened to sort of punk and metal and stuff like that. 
and now you've ventured into electronic music. How is that like? Is it different? Do you feel like there's a difference to each element, or do you feel like you can just sort of go in and music is music? I know it's different. If I'm writing songs on my guitar that I want to, that you know, I might want to play with a band, I write them differently to Von Stash. Yeah, it is hard because I don't really listen to electronic sort of music. I still that... listen to all that rock sort of stuff. But see, it works in your favour because then you're being original and you're coming up with your own material as well. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to copy off because I don't really listen to it. Exactly. Um, but do you feel that you're inspired by that though? Like, you know, you've got like Robin and stuff like that. And like I was mentioned before, Grimes, do you feel that that does inspire you to make that sort of music? Or do you feel that you would rather listen to rock when you get home? I'd always, I always prefer rock sort of stuff. I have, since I've been making this sort of music, I do listen to that sort of stuff now. I what made you want to make electronic music instead of sitting down with a the guitar then? Uh, because of the whole, I can control every element of it. Uh, I don't have to really work with other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better. I just, I work so much better alone and I kind of wanted to do something with the lyrics. I would put with rock sort of music, but then bring electronic elements to it. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, I'm not really trying to make something that doesn't sound like anything else, but I actually, I haven't heard anything else that sounds like, me but yes but i think it's working for your advantage though i mean you've had yourself played on triple j before a few times like how did that even come about there was a few they have a morning show that they had a competition it was a remix competition and at this point in time i was still in school i didn't really know i still don't really know how to remix i just kind of make everything up they had their their station manager talking just like saying this script and then they ran a competition with everyone to remix it and I sat there and I did in about four hours. I really cut and pasted what he said and made everything rhyme. Like, I, you know, I tried. <laughs> well, <laughs> then you I, were pretty successful because they played it. Well, yeah, I sent it into them and then they called me at like 6.30 in the morning the next morning. <laughs> my phone really loud next to my head because I never get calls during the night. I wasn't expecting it. You know, and they're like, hey, it's Triple J. Uh, it's Tom and Alex from Triple J Breakfast. Uh, are you okay to give us to talk to us? And I was like, okay. I was super scared. And I had really bad reception, so <laughs> that didn't really help. But then, yeah, they just talked to me about it and they played it. And then a few days later, in the morning again, I get a phone call from my sister and she's like, turn on the radio, turn on the radio. I couldn't even see it and my glasses on. And I'm stumbling into, into the room and then we turn it on and then they're playing it. And they'd said that he had chosen that as the winning song out of everyone. And that was cool. They did a little Friday dance-off thing that they do and filmed it, put it on YouTube. So that was super cool. And then after that, I made another kind of remix thing of... Denny Hines, all of her quotes from Celebrity Apprentice, because <laughs> I got a little bit obsessed with it. And then um, they played that as well. I had a friend call me, and they're like, they're playing your song again on the radio. And I was like, sweet. Then again, I've been played on the Unearth station with my latest song, which is on the new CD, Sandbox Love. So that's cool. That's cool, nice. <laughs> and it came, on, it came on at work. It was magical. Everyone at work was crowded around. They all stopped. Like, I worked in a call center at the time. It's like 20 people that stopped and crowded around and started dancing. They all cheered. It was embarrassing. <laughs> so, like, have you got many shows planned for next year? Well, at the moment, I'm putting together a new live show. I haven't played the last one very many times, but I'm sick of it myself. So I'm, I'm putting a new one together, which is pretty exciting. It's a lot better than the old one. And then I've got a gig booked with Drop Frame at the Grace Darling Hotel in Collingwood. 
be great. I'm on first. When's that? Yeah, so that's that's January the 12th at the Grace Darling Hotel in Collingwood, Saturday. I think doors open around 8.30. I'm on 9.15 till 10. And then at 10.15, you've got Nuclear Paradise, which are another electronic uh, duo from Melbourne. And then you've got Jock Frame. So don't forget to catch Von Stash Live and her new EP, We Don't Sleep in the Night, is coming out in the coming weeks. And I've got a track right now off at this one's Sandbox Love. You're listening to E Melbourne.
stash there with Sandbox Love. But now I have an interview where I chatted to Gosti, who is a singer-songwriter who recently went to Canada and recorded an album. And the group is from Sydney and they all met in Melbourne, which is kind of weird and kind of cool. I got the story behind it all in this interview. So let's have a listen to Gosti and see what she had to say. So yeah, how, how long have you been a singer-songwriter for? I've been doing it since probably the age of like 18. So like, um, how did it sort of start? Oh, I started writing songs from a young age, I guess, like um, 12 or 13. And I guess I was pretty shy, so I didn't really sing in front of anyone. So it sort of started from there. And when I was like 17, 18, I started gigging around Sydney. Mm. And that's how I guess it started. So you're originally from Sydney then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereabouts in Sydney? I'm the Blue Mountains, so it's pretty artsy where, uh, where I'm from. It's got a lot of quaint cafes and music venues and stuff like that so the surroundings too because where my parents live in Sydney it's really kind of I don't know really quiet and, and and really peaceful and I guess that was a good environment for songwriting and that kind of thing but also I had the artsy kind of venues and cafes mm. around me so that yeah definitely and then you came to Melbourne yeah what brought you to Melbourne then uh pretty much work but I I, I really had uh, at the forefront that I wanted to do music and I find that figured out that Melbourne had better music venues and, and venues that catered more to my sort of sound. Yep. Yeah. And how would you describe your sort of sound? Then? Folk pop. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sort of how I'd categorise it. And do you have band members as well or do you play by yourself? Yeah, I have a band. So I have someone on guitar and keys and we sort of all swap instruments to an extent as well and have a drummer and a bass player. And I also have someone play banjo and slide guitar. And are they from, from uh, Melbourne? Yeah, or? they're from Melbourne. All originally from Sydney, which is quite funny. That's weird. So <laughs> so you didn't like all move down together. You all sort yeah. of just met up and you're like, hey, I'm from Sydney too. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, a couple of friends I've known for, for years, but the, the other members, yeah, we sort of just managed to find. And they actually, what was really weird is that the banjo and, and uh, slide guitarist and the bassist all lived close to me in Sydney, mm. so we just managed to find each other. And yeah. so, yeah, that gets onto sort of yeah, like your sort of gigging and stuff like that. Yeah. What what do you think's like the most interesting or best gig you've played? The most interesting first. The I most think. interesting. Yeah, I definitely think it has to be the time that I did this gig in Sydney, and it was like opening for like a a show home <laughs> thing, and it was just a little bit crazy. It was a lot of old people and. Yeah, it was really, really hot and it was quite interesting. The people were, you know, it was there to play original music and they were all asking me to play Jimmy Barnes. That was pretty interesting. (laughs) And what's the best gig you've ever had? I have to say the Vanguard in Sydney was probably my best gig I've ever had. It's just such a nice venue and I really enjoyed playing there and did a solo gig there. So, yeah, I just, I I find that that always has really good sound and, yeah, I got a good response too. And you've just recently released a new album yeah how did you come about getting that all together work in process for a while actually like i started writing it when i was in canada i lived in canada for nine nine months yeah i started writing it there and started doing all demos and recording there and i rented a little cabin in the rocky mountains in canada when i got back to sydney i stayed with my parents for a while and i and i recorded at a studio in sydney what sort of brought you to going to canada did you think that when you were going to canada that you were going to write or yeah, did you sort of yeah. go there 
just as a sort of getaway. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I plan to go over there and do music. I was involved in the Canadian Music Festival over there as well, and I, I guess... Yeah, did you know people or did you sort of just go over there? Yeah, I had friends in Canada, so I, I shacked up with them for a little while and I used that as a bit of a base. So that was over the west side of, of Canada and I used that as a bit of a base and then, yeah, I played a few gigs in Canada while I was there and, and wrote a lot. So, yeah, it was pretty much a holiday. Do you feel that you wrote different music when you were in Canada compared to if you were down in Sydney? Yeah, definitely. I think, like, I mean, the album is called The Travel Tree and I think it has, like, a really running theme in terms of travel and it does have this almost, like, icy kind of sound to it, but it's still warm sounding at the same time, if that makes sense. So, yeah, I definitely think that it's influenced the way that it sounds. Yeah. How you said you went to the cabin and sort of locked yourself up. Do you feel that you wrote by yourself or do you sort of go out and then write like do you feel that solitude's the best way for you to write yeah definitely I think like when I was in Canada like I had experiences and I traveled around for a bit and at the end of my trip I went to go do that and I made sure it was at the end because I just felt like I had all these experiences to write about and and people that I met and all that kind of stuff and, so and then you yeah. sort of like gathered experiences along the way and took those in and yeah. created an album out of it yeah yeah right. definitely very yeah. cool yeah Where can people pick up your album from? It's available on iTunes and Bandcamp. 
and also from the website so they can order it directly through me. And at gigs too, if you want to, uh, if people wanted to pick it up, they could. Where do you want your music to take you? I'd like it to take me overseas again, if possible. Like I, I feel like you know Australia's great in terms of being an independent artist and it's supported, especially in Melbourne. I feel, but I think my kind of sound and and the way that the album has come out, I, th- I feel like it might have a you know good response from from overseas. Yeah, um, so I'd love to do some travelling if possible with the music. And have you got plans for the next year? I've got a single launch coming up and release of another video, so I'm hoping to do that earlier on in the year. Yeah, doing some other live recordings in the studio and stuff like that too, and doing different versions of the songs that are on the album as part of the singles. Oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so with your playing, have you? do you prefer to play with a band? Or acoustically? Look, I really, to be honest, I really like the fact that you can play with other musicians and you get that energy from them. Even yeah. if it's in a rehearsal, you get this energy from other people when you're playing music. And I feel like you don't get that when you play solo. But that being said too, I, I feel like there's something about the songs, especially when you play them solo, that you have to kind of change about them to make them a little bit different and maybe sound maybe have a different sound to what they've been recorded mm. with, you know, using a live band. So, yeah, I think it's got different different stances for both of yeah. them. And do you feel attached to your songs? Uh, do you feel like you have a personal connection or do you feel you're more looser with them? Yeah, no, I definitely feel like these songs are really sort of personal, but personal to an extent and then they're about more about experiences and, like, experiences from other people's perspectives as well as mine. So, Can you give us an example? One of the songs on there called Line of Blood on the album is about family ancestry and, and family roots and looking back at those fondly. And it was written from the perspective of a friend of mine. So, yeah, I think there's songs that are personal to me but also personal to other people from that I've written from their perspective. And you feel, yeah, and then everyone sort of takes them in as well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> When are you going to play next? Early next year, so for, uh, end of February, is, I'm going to have a, a single launch. Yeah, and then go from there. I've got a few things lined up for next year in terms of gigging and stuff. So. No, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. And yeah, last but not least, your video clips. Yeah. Can you tell us about them? I've just got Victorian out at the moment, and it was recorded by a local photographer and film clip maker called Taja Halloran, and she's done quite a few sort of indie type clips and. Yeah, we shot on one day out at the Macedon Ranges and we tried to capture us to something really simple because the song's pretty simple as well. And yeah, and then we, we shot sort of a couple of different locations and yeah, it's out on YouTube. And where can they check that out on YouTube? Uh, yeah, if they type in Gosty, it'll come up and it's called Victorian. Cool. Also, it's available on Taja's website. She's put it up there or Facebook as well, so... And what's your website? Let's get out all your plugs now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you got? So that, have you got a website? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's gostymusic.com. Yep. So that's got like uh, all the links to everything as well, including Facebook and... And if they want to check stuff. you out, that's definitely where they can go. Yeah, yeah. Gostymusic.com. Also, there's a lot of people are on Facebook these <laughs> days, so they can, if they type in Gosty uh, Music, it'll come up. And what's your new album called? The Travel Tree. There we go. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thank you. 
So that was Gosti there, and as she said, the travel tree is available now in many shapes and forms. It's on iTunes, and yeah, it's all over the place. So definitely grab that album, the travel tree. And I played a track off that album, the single Victorian, in the middle of the interview. And I have to say, it's a great track too. Lastly, for E Melbourne, we have. Unnecessary Tension, who are currently all living in Melbourne and planning to tour and are getting ready to play around Australia. I dropped into the Brunswick Club and caught these guys before their gig, with Barry C. Douglas also jumping in and helping out with this interview. What we did you start playing? Right, it would be almost 12 months ago. And what were you doing before that? I was in Adelaide before that. I played by myself. I was in about three or four bands in Adelaide. Yeah, and then what brought you to Melbourne then? There was a couple of things that happened in Adelaide that I felt I had to get away from. Um, so you felt that moving away to Melbourne would be... It was going to help. A new start. Yeah, yeah, you know. But I think I always wanted to come here. And I just think I was uh, denying myself Had you come to Melbourne for holidays beforehand? I came once a week before I actually moved here. That's how often I I came here for a bit of a holiday... Um, about, oh, it may have been two weeks actually, I lied. It was about two weeks before I actually moved here. I came here for a bit of a holiday, fell in love with the place and pretty much packed my bags and moved straight over. Do you just play gigs or do you busk as well? Yeah, of course I busk. My attitude is that I just want to play as much and as often as I can and I don't care who that's with or where it is or how or whatever. Do you get people like stopping in the street and watching and then chatting afterwards and stuff? Yeah, absolutely. You get a few numbers and and get a few Facebook friends and it's quite a lucrative little niche that not many people are willing to go to. Is there like is there like turf wars for spots or anything? No, like that? I think it's actually. <laughs> I, I think it's actually quiet. You know, we're all in the same boat. Yeah. We're all doing the same thing, so it's kind of not not a oh he's in my spot. It's almost like okay he's there. We'll go somewhere else. Yep. We'll make some money. Where do and you then, go? Been in uh, lots of places where we pretty much play wherever we can, but but like um, yeah, busking wise, we have a few little sweet spots. So I don't think that I'll. Oh, so so they actually so. are. You don't want to oh, wow. mention yeah, them. Yeah, I have a little book. Yeah, it's like yeah. fishing. You know, when you go fishing and you have these little little uh, landmarks <laughs> that you triangulate to, and you go right. That's where I'm going. I won't tell anyone. That's what that's what uh, busking's like. Yeah. Oh, really? so the drummer. <laughs> Are you of unnecessary tension? Yes, mate. I'm called worse. Being called worse? Yeah. <laughs> How did you just come up with the name unnecessary tension? I don't even think I know anymore. No, there was a whole heap of stuff. We had it a lot like of names. It's an interview, name. doesn't it? It is an interview. It is a... Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the ball, Ralph. <laughs> 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 have you been right? No, you're allowed to be a shit. So you've got too many C bombs, you're alright. No idea, mate. No, I can't remember anymore either. It's. We had a million names go through. We had so many names like go what? through. Like what? Applesauce bitch. Actually, I do. I do. <laughs> I do remember name. how the name came about, and I don't think it's appropriate to tell the no, story. No, fucking but say it. Involves, it involves ladies. Oh, Rubik's cubes. Oh, I want to know about this. <laughs> I think I have to say it now. I want to, I want to hear. It's going to hurt, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one of the one of the greatest things about unnecessary attention 
is size. It's small guitar, small drums. Yeah, what's, small what's the bass player now? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you know, bass, bass, bass players, I don't want to talk about them. And he's got, no? the, biggest, <laughs> he's got the biggest penis out of all You want to see their bass? Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> We've seen. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, what is the deal with the small instruments for the band? Easy to carry. Easy to pack up. Yeah. And that's literally the only reasons. Yeah, well, we're pretty small ourselves. Yeah, makes <laughs> us look bigger. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah. makes us look like we're actually behind real instruments. Mm. So where do you think this band's going? Does it go anywhere? Do you want it to go anywhere? It's going around the country. Yeah. Around the country. Yeah. So you've got tour dates, and where are you going? Well, the, the plan, the plan is, it's a, it's a grand master plan. The grand master plan is to be able to go around Australia the first time, find out where not to go, and then go around again <laughs> yes, to okay. all the places you need to go. <laughs> So by the second year, I think we'll get it right. And as an ex-Adelaide man myself, <laughs> are you planning on hitting the Grace Emily? I think the Grace Emily is definitely... We've hit the Grace Emily. Have we Emily. done it? Yeah, we've yeah. done it. Yeah, we've done the Grace Emily. It's a great place to play. Oh, yeah. it's amazing. Crown and Anchor, I'd love to yeah, go Yeah, Crown and Anchor's great, yeah. Yeah, they're my big, big spots in Adelaide. So do you want to um, put your music back to where you came from, in a way? Do you want to go back to Adelaide and show what you've got now? Or, I particularly or are you not don't... In I don't have... A big ambition to go back to Adelaide. No, not to live, ever. not to live, but to show them what you've got. Not there. even. Uh, I, I have certain reasons to visit Adelaide and certain reasons not to, and yeah. they we're, both. We're, we're um, not show offs, mate. Especially Kay. we just love playing. Yeah, yeah. I just. I He's just a true Melbourneite now, isn't he? Yeah. I don't want to go back to Adelaide. That, that's probably that. why we've only got what 150 something likes. Yeah, yeah. we're not braggers. We don't <laughs> come and like us. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even advertise this gig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to play. We don't care who's watching. I forgot about it until yesterday. <laughs> that's why we usually have until around about 2:30 in the morning. Yeah. Today, and the drunks, we don't care who's there. We just want to play. Yeah, well, it sounds like. I've, I've, and yeah. and quite often we've done it a few times now where the, we've been playing in one of these. Uh, events where we're in several bands and we've just set up our instruments at the front of the pub and just played because we just wanted to you know and, and it was too long to wait before we had to too play long stage. <laughs> have you released songs as well so uh, you, uh, define release like have you recorded songs yes definitely yes. recorded songs so how does that go because you love playing so much like yeah. does it differ to sitting down and recording I, personally I love the recording Process. The whole process, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Then again, it love is it. so different, isn't it? It is totally different, and like it's how? hard to capture the energy that we put into our performance in, you know, uh, recording. But I think that's part of the challenge of it is trying to get that and trying to do that. And we we're always thinking of different ways of trying to do that. And so, you know, you can you can see some of our recordings on SoundCloud and Facebook, and we've got some some of those things happening, and we're definitely. It, at the moment, we're recording an album up at a mate's house. Yeah, you've got 20 tracks on the way. So do you so, do you write to record or do you write to play? No, we write to oh, play. Play, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, one of my favourite songs that you've got is um, Door Dad. Door Dad, yeah. I really like that song. And how did that, come, action? How did that come about? <laughs> All of my stories, like I try and put a bit of a happy spin on them but they all kind of have a bit of a negative connotivity to them and door dad was uh, i was dating a girl who was badly hurt by her dad yeah it sounded like that when i listened to it yeah and i wouldn't find out i don't know oh you do know i've told this story before and i was we were laying in bed and she would not let me she physically would not let me close her door close the door to her dad to her room 
and I, I asked her why and she told me the story why and that's that's how this story that's how that song came about yeah. are you playing that tonight absolutely yeah yeah, yeah absolutely but yeah, no, thanks for that. I think we're done. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, so yeah I cool. just got here, so yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> you just slipped in well, it was great. Alright, just one more question. What are your plans for next year? Well, at the moment, me and Kay are in the process of um, getting as much money as we can together to be able to uh, replace the van that I had that died and get a whole heap of um, uh, equipment to be able to perform, and we're doing that as quickly as we can. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. It's all about, it's all about the band all about the performance and taking it on the road and showing what we can do. Well, good luck. You know, hopefully, just enjoy yeah. doing it. Hopefully you keep Melbourne as your base, though. Absolutely. Yeah. It's always the place to well, Who the hell am I going to play with if these guys fuck off? No, they, they have to come back. You don't play with me. You come with us, man. Come with. I'll come with you. Uh, we'll let you know. We'll, we'll, yeah, day by know. day, we'll let you know. Yeah. Please play. We're at Catherine. Facebook. Please yep. come. Yeah. 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 Cool. <laughs> All right, done. How do I get there? So that was unnecessary tension. Now here's their track, Door Dad. I just want to be left alone tonight. I don't want to hear your fight. I just want to be, just want to be, just want to be. Don't open the door, Dad. have it door dad by unnecessary tension and that's all we have for the first episode of ear melbourne so i'd have to thank von stash gosty and unnecessary tension three great musically talented acts it's great how people come from all around australia to live and play in melbourne and that's all we have and remember to check us out at E Melbourne on Facebook and soon to be eMelbourne.com. I'd like to thank Barry C. Douglas and Christina Kolchakovsky for helping me out and being a part of the ear team. And next episode, we will have Tequila Mockingbird, who came into the Triple R studios and played a new track. So keep your ears out for that one. I've been Alex K. This is E Melbourne, and always keep listening. Mm-hmm.